next week, so more to follow on that. Our second scripture there is Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 3. And it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Then I gave you um, Ezekiel 22 and 30. It's also on the handout. And it says, So I saw four men among them who will make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. Okay, so last week, um, and you see them there, I gave you these eight prophetic impressions, and I'm just going to go through them quickly um, today, and we'll, we'll take time throughout the whole year to piece them along so you'll have time to go through it. But you got the handout there in completion, and also on the handout, you have the things that I gave you from last year. You know, you got to remember when you're in college, you got to make sure that, this, that the next class assumes that the prerequisites are already taken care of. Okay, so 2018 assumes that the revelations that you, we got in 2017 are foundational in your life. All right, so let's look at our eight prophetic impressions for this year. Number one, the grace is on Destiny Generation Church, its members and partners, to be a lighthouse within our region. Let your light so shine. Allow men to see your God works and glorify your Father in heaven, right? That's a play on a word. Um, on a specific scripture it says good works. I'm saying God works, but good works are the works that God gives you. Okay. Number two, God is raising us up as an embassy of his kingdom, a place where ambassadors gather and from which they exercise governmental dominion regionally. Our sound is going throughout the whole world. Right. And so we are preparing with all of the media improvements that we're making in the church for the sound from this place to go throughout the world. And that's why I need, we need a strong giving base because we're about to amp up our media, our media budget is about to really amp up, right? And we're going to do it strategically. Um, you should be expecting to see in Jesus' name, my, my faith is, and I'm, I got to work with the numbers and the stewardship team. My, my faith is that there's going to be billboards all over the city that say, come experience the difference of destiny. Where we'll show you the path of life. Okay? And then you'll have a, a broadcast, Empowered for Destiny. Okay? On the radio and on TV. And you'll be able to watch us live streaming all over the world. Our sound's going to go out throughout the world because we have a sound that's worthy of the world. We do. I'm very confident of that. All right? Number three, God is gracing the mature, aligned believer to multiply, to evangelize, to follow up, to disciple, and to oversee. You are commanded, commissioned, and empowered. Leverage your position among them, the them that God has sent you to, to call the them out of darkness into his marvelous light. Number four, Prayers of intercession and spiritual warfare will be necessary to reap the harvest of souls. So we talked about prayers this morning. I'm going to talk some more about prayers um, further in this message. Earnestly contend for souls to be brought into the faith. Withstand the onslaught of wickedness in our day. As you call your loved ones out before God, he will move on their lives. So if, if, I, had some, if I had a prophetic word about, like that and then I had prayer priorities on my, my, my blessing sheet, and I had some loved one, I would put that one down as a prayer priority and say, God, I'm looking for you to do this for, 
for, for nephew knucklehead. I'm gonna write his name down. Okay, that's nobody in the room with Jesus' name, so don't nobody get all upset and offended with me, okay? Uh, number five, there is both a cloud of glory and a cloud of darkness upon the earth. Choose to run toward the glory or resign to be swallowed up by the darkness. Six, God is turning the page on the difficulty of your past season. Let it go. It's over. Now, use your tongue as the pen of a ready writer. Write. Call to the destiny God has shown you. Remember Mary and Zacharias. Will you speak doubt and delay, or will you agree with and see the salvation of our Lord? Number seven, be found in the house and at the altar of God. Are you still willing to repent and to consecrate yourself? If you judge yourself, you will not be judged with the world. Yeah, so judgment to y'all judging me. No, you need to judge you. The word says, if you judge yourself, when the judgment is going out on the world, you'll be like, I already took care of that. Been there, done that. That's all under the blood. Me and God got that all taken care of. We good. The rest of y'all deal with that judgment. That's mine. That's somebody else's order. I already done took care of my stuff. Right? So when you plead the blood, when the destroyer is in the land, it don't stop by your house. They're like, no, that house already covered. That house is covered, right? And finally, number eight, you are a hypocrite if you do not understand the signs of the times. So you got to understand something about the times. Um, I got a graphic on that. Sorry, I missed that earlier, uh, Brother John. Um, when you begin to see these things, things that's happening that were prophesied in the word about the last days, lift up your head, your redemption draws nigh. Go ahead and show the graphic. All right. You've seen this graphic before. I've shown it in times past, but I just want to uh, review it with you that um, that there is a realm called eternity that God lives. God lives in eternity. In Psalms chapter 90, it says from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. So God God has no birth certificate and he has no death certificate. He is everlasting in all directions. But then in this period of eternity, God carved out a space called time. Genesis 1 says the evening and the morning were the first day. And then God told us that there would be at the end a last day. That period called time. All right. In that period called time. God deals with mankind at different times in different ways. The theologians call that dispensations, all right? So sometimes you'll have people tell you things like, okay, you know, um, man, y'all serve an evil God because, um, you know what, he would stone people and kill whole groups of people for, for these kinds of sins and stuff. And you have to tell them that was then? This is now, right? Well, well, they said uh, that, that, this, that the sin of homosexuality is worth death. It is worth death. The, the good news about our dispensation is Jesus died to death, so you don't have to. Because the law came through Moses, one dispensation, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. 
I'm so glad he turned the corner. I'm so glad I'm living in the day. People used to say, man, if I was around when this was happening, I would have, child, please. You don't know what them people had to do to deal with what they had to deal with. You better handle your dispensation. You around as we're coming to the close of the last days. If you think they had a problem, wait till the devil fi figures out that his days are really numbered. You're going to have more problems than they did. In time, within dispensation, there is a thing called the times. The times deal with the spirit of the age, right? So in the times in which we live, given the leadership we have in office, we should not be surprised that hate crimes are coming out when they're hate coming out of the Oval Office. You shouldn't be surprised by that. That's the times in which you live. Okay? I have to make sure that I teach young men that look like me how to interact with policemen that don't look like them. Bruh. Okay, you be out with all your friends. You can get singled out. Don't I, I ain't telling you to hate nobody. I'm just saying you got to know the world you live in is different. Had a cop pull me over a few years back on East Grand Boulevard in downtown Detroit. Started saying stuff I didn't say. I said, Dude, you putting words in my mouth. I'm just saying, God, just help me get out of this. You disrespecting me. Listen, I wouldn't have done that on a, I mean, I'm not that dude. But that's the times in which we lived in. I, got, I had to pray, God, don't let this fool pull his gun out and shoot me. I'm trying to get home. Just help me get home, Jesus. Help me get home. That's the times in which we live. You understand that? Now, some people look at the times and then don't believe that God can do what he wants to do because of the times. But against the times, right, in the backgrounds of the times, God changes seasons. Now, spiritual seasons are not like natural seasons. God changes spiritual seasons when he wants to, and he don't check the times to decide if it's time for him to change seasons because he he removes kings and set up kings, Daniel 2. He changes times and seasons. So even though it don't look like none of this can work, he can do it in the season in which you live if you believe him. So you, you, you believe a prophetic word that it is the season and you don't let the times talk you out of it. Am I preaching to somebody? Can you get that? If you believe that it is the season that you're destined for increase, then within that season, there is the perfect timing for certain opportunities. So Leonard Ravenhill said that the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized within the lifetime of that opportunity. In other words, your, your opportunity has an expiration date on it. So you need to get while the getting's good. Okay? And so what you want to do is you want to be a person 
that knows how to move within an opportunity and move with it, and you don't judge. Like the Lord say, if it's time, you know, it's time to be debt free, you know, don't just, God, I believe that. I'm going to believe it like Mary. If your super has to come on my natural, I'm going to get it like Mary got hers. I might have to get into another environment like she had to go see Elizabeth. I can't be around people that stay broke like I was broke. I need to be around people who's already walking in some dead freedom. Right? You want to stop being broke? Dude, stop, stop doing what broke people do. Okay, so you might need to start changing your circles. I love it that this time of year people have vision board parties and stuff like that. I love it that, that people start to go out and, and go places. Like, figure out all of them places that are helping you to write your business plan. You've been believing to go into business. Go someplace. Have somebody find you an Elizabeth. Have her help you write that business plan. Do something different. Let the New Year's revelation become a New Year's revolution in your life. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. So we believe that those things that are in this eight-point prophetic impression that it is, that is the season that we're in and that the timing on certain activities is there for me and that if I act now and I participate with God, then I can really get that thing and have it manifest in my life this year. Does that make sense? Now, a prophetic season from God, God gives you the information but you have to give God the invitation. God gives you the information. You have to give God the invitation. See, that's what Zachariah's problem was. God had given him the information, and then he wasn't giving God the invitation. His mouth was working against it. He wouldn't let his tongue be the pen of a ready writer and write the right thing. So God said, I better set you up or you're going to mess up my plan. All right? And so the way that we give God the invitation is that we, we invite him through prayer. So there's four types of prayers that are related to, to experiencing destiny. Now, the men have this um, because I gave this in a handout in one of our men's Bible studies. You can get it from Minister Nona after service um, if you don't have it. In Jesus' name, and then it'll, we'll walk you through that, all right? So the first one is what I call inquiry prayer, okay? Inquiry prayer is prayer. That's what I mean when, I, when we, we do our prayer confession at the beginning of service where we say, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. I'm, I'm inquiring of God, all right? So what does God want you to do in 2018? Are there any specific problems, power, or productivity challenges or opportunity he has for you? Don't guess. Find out. Ask him. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 there says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. 
now, it's very important that you believe that if you ask him, he's going to answer you. And if you ask him, please get a notebook, not some scratchy piece of paper that you're going to lose three months from now. You're asking him to give you something that will instruct you for the whole year, so be prepared to take an answer down, okay? And what you prepare to take the answer down, make sure that you're prepared and you have a place for it with your important documents that you can look at on a periodic basis throughout the whole year so that when you get to June, if nothing's happened or the devil challenges you, you pull out your own notebook and say, look, devil, it is written. Okay? So if you ask God for an answer, you're asking him for revelation on the year, please be prepared. Sleep with a, with a notebook by your bed or your smartphone not for your not for your candy crush be prepared have your voice recorder so you can wake up and get the dream down before you lose it i'm going to get it down in the morning no you won't it's going to be gone and then you're going to be praying and god does not have to tell you a second time he the boss you not you the boss, you can tell him, okay, I need that again. You can't tell him that, so you need to be ready. Because when you're running with a vision by faith, you stand in prayer upon your tower, Habakkuk 2, 1 through 4. You hear it, see it, you write it, you read it, you run, and you repeat. Okay? So that's the first one is an inquiry prayer. God, what is it that the plan that you have for me? For this year. All right. Now, there are times when you have the mind of the Lord on a matter, but God still needs somebody. Sometimes you don't even know what God wants to do. Right? The inquiry prayer is the prayer where I want to get God's mind on the situation. All right? This is not to be confused with the prayer of surrender where you know the will of God, but you just don't want to do it. On this one, I'm asking God, what do you want to do this year? What do you want to do with me, through me? What do you want to do for me? All right? Then number two is what I call invitational prayer. Invitational prayer is I know what God wants to do, and then I'm telling him, God, I want you to do it for me. God, so in invitational prayer, God, you said that I'm destined for increase in 2018. I'm just telling you I want that. You gave me the information. Now I'm giving you the invitation. God, I want you to do that. I'm going to be just like Mary. Behold the handmaid or the manservant. I'm not a handmaid. The manservant of the Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. I'm inviting you in to do that thing. Now, in our, in our consecration handout, we talked about in Daniel chapter 10, verses 1 through 3, that there was a thing that was true, that he understood the message, but the time appointed was long. Man, I got some word, and I had every prophet in the world come unto me, yay, yay, why day, I say one day, old David. 
you'll be a great preacher and all over the world and all these kind of things. And I'm like, God, when we get into that day? The thing was true. I understood the message. I knew the vision, but the time seemed long. And then somebody has to birth that thing in prayer. So Daniel had that kind of understanding. In chapter 9, he actually went back and wrote the, read the prophetic word of um, Jeremiah and said, God, we're supposed to be headed back to Jerusalem now because 70 years done come and gone. But somebody still got to pray it out. So part of our prayer in 2018 will be birthing prayer for the thing that we're destined for increase. We're not just going to sit on our do nothing and think that heaven's going to come down and glory's going to fill my soul and I don't have any. No, no. You're going to have to birth that thing in prayer. Why is that? Because before every major move of God, every revival, every awakening, there were a people that prayed it into existence. The children of Israel cried out to God before God sent Moses to deliver them as he had promised Abraham out of Egypt to the promised land. Daniel read the book of Jeremiah that God had pronounced 70 years, but he had to pray for that to come to pass in Daniel chapter 9, 1 through 4 and 10, 1 through 3. Simeon and Anna prayed for the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The disciples prayed and interceded before the Holy Spirit was manifested in Acts chapter 2. And I don't think it's such a stretch to say that if, if people had to pray in the first coming of Jesus, that people are going to have to pray in the second coming of Jesus. The Spirit and the bride, the bride say, come. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Yeah, we're going to have to pray him back a second time. I just thought he could do it when he wanted to. Well, he didn't do it the first time when he wanted to. Somebody had to pray the first one in. I know God wants to save people and grow this church, but we still must invite God's will to be done in this regard. It won't happen on autopilot. Number three is inclinational prayer. Inclinational prayer says, I know it's God's will, but I'm not yet willing. God's, God's willing, but I'm not. And then I do what Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. Lord, you know, my spirit is willing, but my flesh is a little weak on this one. Not my will, Lord. Your will be done. And this is a rustling in prayer until your will lines up with his will. Now, that prayer you may have to pray more than once. Jesus had to pray it three times with his perfect self. Now, how many licks does it think you take you to get to the center of your Tootsie Roll, Tootsie Pop, if it took Jesus three licks? It may take you more time to get your mind right. And so you may have to spend some significant time fasting and praying to get yourself in the zone where you're ready to work with God this year. That's why we starting it off fasting and praying. But when the 21 days is up, your fast not, might not be ready because you might not yet be inclined to do what he wants you to do yet. And Jesus let other people fall asleep, but he stayed in there until he got his mind right to do what God needed him to do so that he wouldn't choke on the game day. And then finally, number four is intercessory prayer. 
God's going to move for your loved ones and the people you are among when you call their name out before God. Somebody has got to intercede for the people. And some of them need more than a God bless Johnny on the way to school. Some of them need, you need to sling some hours on your face. You need to come out of there sweating and crying, calling out their name. You need to be hoarse some days. I'm just saying, because some of these things won't move. Some of the unbelief, some of the demonic oppression won't go out without your fasting and praying. You're going to have to get rid of some of your unbelief. The definition of intercessory prayer. An intercessor is one who goes to God on behalf of another, fueled by the compassion of Jesus, or one who confronts demonic encroachments on behalf of another. So, God, Jesus, I want you to bless Johnny. Satan, I rebuke you. In the name of Jesus, you take your hands off of him. He belongs to God because it is written, the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Intercession is going to the one who has the answer on behalf of the one who has the problem. Yeah. So, don't just think it's going to work out. No, baby. Put, put, some, put some time in. Listen, your body, I'll get into this in one of the lessons, but I just, I want to tease you with a thought here. Jesus said, I'm going to make man in my image and give mankind the dominion in the earth realm. So the legal right to exercise God's will in the earth is given to people with earth suits. So when my dad left his earth suit, he can't exercise will on the earth. So as long as I'm in my earth suit, I'm praying for my kids, my grandkids, my great-grandkids. I'm going to call a bunch of generations out. I'm talking about Ruby's marriage. I said, just like, just like I'm working on her, some man somewhere is working on my future son-in-law in the name of Jesus. I'm talking about children that not even thought about, and I taught a long time, baby, just keep going in school, but I'm calling to God on them. As long as I got flesh and blood and I'm in this body, I'm doing what I can do for the generations that'll be here when I'm long gone. But the body that licenses me to pray fights me when I try to pray. Because the spirit is willing, but that flesh makes me weak. So I have to get my body in order and tell it, you don't run me, I run you. We going to pray. Watch and pray. The body is so important to prayer that Jesus took his body back to heaven so he could live and make intercession for you. Ooh, that's some good preaching, Pastor David. Yes, it is. But it's my time and your time to put some points on the board. 
It's your time to pray out issues for other people. It's your time to see people get saved because you pray for them. It's your time to be a prayer warrior. It's your time to call out your children. It's your time to call out your grandchildren. It's your time to call out generations that aren't even on the planet yet because your prayers on earth makes God invited in them even if they're not here to see it yet. Show me that in Scripture. God heard the children of Israel in Egypt, and he remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who were already dead. They were already dead and gone. You couldn't even find the dust by that time. But God remembered what he had promised them when they were praying, and he came to deliver their descendants. It's our time. It's our time to pray. It's our time to do our thing. It's our time to put the points on the board. But as you call out your children's name, as you call out your family's name, God will move for you, not the other people. I know, I know, I know, I know, Sister String B, oh, Mother So-and-so, she's such a prayer warrior. No, you're going to be a prayer warrior this year. God coming by your house, he going to stop by to hear what you got to say. He couldn't destroy, he couldn't destroy Lot, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah until he came by. And I said, God said, I can't hide this thing. I got to tell my intercessor about it first. I can't do nothing until my intercessor is clued in. He got inside information. He got relationship with me. I can't. His nephew is in that city. I can't even touch that city until I come by and talk to him. I can't do nothing until I come by and talk to him. Until I talk to him, I can't do nothing with it. And then he remembered what he had promised Abraham and sent angels down to get a lot out of that city. He couldn't, couldn't do it. To, I can't do nothing until you get out the city. Why? Because I got an intercessor that's praying. 